Father, forgive them. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. Today we're going to zero in on the topic of forgiveness. Uh, We're now at the point in Luke's account in chapter 23 as we look today at verses 32 through 34 where Jesus has been led to his place of execution and is now on the cross. And he's hanging there. And um, instead of being angry, instead of lashing out at people, instead of... um, decrying this terrible injustice, he lifts a prayer to the Father asking God to forgive uh, the people that are doing these things to him because he realizes they don't know what they're doing (laughs) and they don't realize what they're doing and who they're doing it to. I think when we are faced with extreme offenses in this life, not even extreme offenses, when we're just offended, uh, it's hard for us to move our hearts toward forgiveness uh, when there's no clear evidence that the person who has offended us realizes their offense, expresses guilt and sorrow, and asks for our forgiveness. Often we're left in situations where we must offer forgiveness without an apology, without a recognition of the offense and the harm that it caused us. And that's a tough thing. Um, we would like those who offend us to acknowledge their wrong, to, to um, explain uh, their hearts and to help us understand that they get it, that what they did to us was wrong and they shouldn't do that to us. Um, but a good chunk of our life is spent having to wrestle with the reality that we uh, are still called to forgive people, uh, even people who have no uh, desire to acknowledge that they've wronged us. And Jesus models a beautiful example of that for us here in this passage today. Forgiveness is tough business, but at the end of the day, um, we realize that we have two options. Either we forgive the people who have hurt us, or we hold on to a lifetime of bitterness, uh, desperately trying to punish them for what they've done while killing our own hearts on the inside by our unforgiveness and bitterness. Um, those things are toxic. That's poison. Uh, those things will turn on you. Uh, the bitter pill becomes the one you swallow, not the one you intended them to swallow. Um, And so unforgiveness um, is a harsh punishment on ourselves because the person that we're harboring that unforgiveness toward has long since moved on and no longer remembers what it is they did to offend us and probably doesn't even realize they offended us to begin with. And so Jesus, our Lord and Savior, hanging on the brutal cross of crucifixion, offers words of forgiveness to those who are murdering him, those who are killing him. And if Jesus can do that in that place, then by the strength of his spirit within us and the power of his spirit within us, we can learn to forgive others around us as well. 
All right, my friends. Well, let's go before the Father as we prepare to read the text. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for another new day, and we pray, Lord God, that you would tune our ears to the sound of your voice as we read your word together today. Speak through it, O God. May those truths lodge in our hearts in a way uh, that don't allow us to easily shake free from them and ride ourselves excuses from applying them. Lord, you call us to forgive. In fact, you've taught often on that in the scriptures, and the one consistent thing is that we can't get around forgiveness. And so, Lord God, help us to learn how to forgive others like you forgive others and empower us to do so by your Spirit, elevating us above and beyond what comes natural to us to forgive as you forgive. Uh, That's our only hope, Lord God, is if you empower us to forgive the way you forgive. And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us do that. Father, teach us through your word today, we pray in your mighty name. Amen. This is Luke 23, 32 through 34. Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Yesterday, you'll remember that we're left with the scene of Simon from Cyrene carrying the cross of Jesus behind him, making that long, long march to the place where Jesus would be crucified, the place called the Skull. Uh, Other Gospels name it, and we know that the name of that location is Golgotha, which simply means the Skull. And Luke says, in very simple terms, he doesn't get into the description of the brutality, the specifics of what occurred. He simply says, they crucified him there. And then he talks about Jesus' companions a couple of times. He says while he's being led out, he's uh, journeying there with two other men, both criminals. And then as they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left, uh, Jesus is flanked by these sinful men who are being punished for crimes they did deserve punishment for. And we don't know the specifics of their crimes, We just know that they are labeled criminals. And I think it's interesting (laughs) that Jesus is the bridge between those two criminals dying on crosses adjacent to him. It's a picture of the reality of our own sin, how it separates us from God. If Jesus weren't in the middle of them, there would be a chasm between them. uh, And they would be helpless to reach God on their own because of their sin, and we are helpless to reach God on our own because of our sin, but Jesus bridges the gap. (laughs) It is the saving grace of Christ, one for us on the cross, that bridges the gap between um, imperfect sinners like us and holy God. He is our Redeemer, our Restorer. Uh, He's our Savior who forgives us from the sin that keeps us from fellowship with God, and brings us close to the Father's heart once again. And that's the place we belong. We were made for relationship with the Father. We were made for relationship with Jesus. We were made uh, for that eternal fellowship, and yet our sin uh, keeps us from the very thing that we were made for. But Jesus bridges the gap. And I think of this image, and there's such beauty in it. 
Jesus is the bridge. Um, he's the one that makes a way for us where there was no way. Uh, we are incapable of bridging that gap. We are incapable of bringing ourselves back into fellowship with God apart from uh, the gift of forgiveness and salvation made available for us th- through the cross of Christ. And so uh, this is a an image for us that holds great power because we are those other criminals. Uh, those are crosses we deserve, but Jesus hung on the cross for us, and Jesus bridges the gap. And our Lord, as he's hanging on that cross, instead of being angry at the world and screaming at those who are punishing him, he offers a prayer of forgiveness for them. He says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. They are completely clueless. They don't have spiritual eyes to see. They can't peer into eternity and see what this is all about, Lord. So forgive them. And Jesus models for us an example there that would endure forever and endures to this day. And we too are called to forgive others the way Jesus forgives us. Imagine the most grievous thing that's been done to you, the most harmful, painful sin that's been committed against you. And despite your anger and despite what it made you feel and despite the pain and despite the troubling consequences that it triggered in your life, Jesus calls you to forgive that offender. Jesus calls you to let them free from the guilt of the offense and to entrust them into the hands of God and to trust that God will deal with them as he sees fit. And Jesus knows that the moment you utter those words in brokenness of heart and surrender and humility and you offer those words of forgiveness that the toxin of bitterness and the toxin of unforgiveness will be bled from your body and you'll be set free once again to be alive. You'll be set free to heal. You'll be set free by the grace of the cross. My friends, let's agree not to hold on to bitterness and unforgiveness. Let's agree that Jesus would call us to walk free from those things and that he empowers us to forgive like he forgives because in our human flesh, that's not something we're capable of. But when we're empowered by the Holy Spirit alive within us, uh, we can forgive like Jesus forgives. All right, my friends, this is a powerful teaching, and I'm convicted by it, and I'm challenged by it, and I'm moved by it, and I hope you are too. I pray that Jesus would speak strongly into your heart as you consider these things today. God bless.